The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. In relation to food, um, I, I don't know whether you love going out to restaurants or whether you love takeaways uh, and you send, you, you, maybe you spoil yourself once every few months and you book into a very nice restaurant and you make an evening of it, you get a babysitter in and you go out with friends or maybe just the two of you. Uh, or maybe it's been a family tradition for years that you go out to a restaurant on Sunday, all of you, and uh, you have the old carvery meal, which is always beautiful. Blonet Bergen runs thebusinessoffood.ie and she recently posted a video on Instagram about her issues around the food offerings in Ireland and the influence food inspectors are having on the fare available to us in restaurants and food trucks. Here's a little clip from Blonet's extract on Instagram. I try not to get across too often because it's not good for you. But this has been accumulating over a number of months and the common denominator is the Irish Environmental Health Officer. Let's put this into context. A student of mine contacted me the other day and she was contacted by a friend of hers who's opened a food truck. He is doing all his own food from scratch, including beef burgers. He's buying in the meat from a local butcher, rolling them into balls and then smashing them down when he cooks them. He was recently visited by two environmental health officers who were astonished that he was making his own food from scratch to begin with because virtually everybody they know is buying in the stuff frozen or getting it from the local butcher and they have stopped him uh, making his own burgers. They said you can buy it in frozen or you can get the butcher to make it. The butcher hasn't time so he now has the option of buying in frozen burgers when he has been wanting to make the burgers better than the ones that are frozen. So this uh, student of mine who has this fabulous cafe, she's now afraid that she's going to be stopped baking her own products. It's a strange situation, Blonnets. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Gareth. Thanks for having me on. Nice to talk to you. Uh, it makes perfect sense what you're saying there. In fact, it makes perfect sense because it makes no sense. Yes. Um, I suppose that was the tipping point for me. I've worked mm. in the industry for a long time and I have seen the inconsistency of application of the food laws that are there and it's driving people crazy and I think it's not fair I also am getting a sense I, I, I may not be right but I'm getting a sense that the you know the uh, increase in the poor quality food that we're seeing across the in industry the phenomenal increase in processed foods and pre-prepared foods in the industry i'm just wondering if there is possibly a connection between that and people simply being forced and harassed into buying everything in made up and i have had i've had so many messages i can't possibly re respond to them all but i've had messages on instagram on the instagram feed but i've also had private messages where people don't want to be identified which tells its own story so you know why is somebody afraid that they'll be identified simply by telling the truth of what's happening yeah, okay. and I, just, I have I a did, few of those in front of me. I don't know if you're interested in me reading yeah, out some please, of them, but please do. Okay, so this is from a, a man who runs uh, three restaurants. Actually, he's a very uh, experienced person in the industry, and I got his uh, message in overnight. So. Uh, it's not the pedantic micromanaging level for which the EHOs are known. It's that it is left to the discretion of the EHO as to how stern and detailed they are and what details they wish to enforce. And I have first-hand experience of this as our three premises are under three different jurisdictions. 
One officer has a penchant for cooked rice and won't allow cooked rice, and another has never mentioned it. One has literally picked out minute details of paperwork. For example, one concluded that we cooked pea puree at a certain time, and the time it took to enter the blast chiller was five minutes too long. Another hasn't even looked at our paperwork. One demands we have batch codes for all our spices and dry goods written on the storage containers. In 15 years previous to this, I've never heard of it and haven't heard in the four years since. One says we can't put anything under our chopping boards as it will collect bacteria. Another said we must have a damp towel or blue roll under them to stop them moving. One says all our recipes, which amount to over 200, must have shelf life analysis testing. We, if we wish to keep them stored longer than two days, another has said the standard four days is fine. And they will always call in during lunchtime rush hour as they know that they can catch more issues more frequently as we are under pressure. Like, it's disgraceful. It's, just, it's absolutely yeah. disgraceful. I have one other under this. It's from a, a lady. She gave it to me on Instagram, so I'm sure she won't men- mind me mentioning a lovely cafe in Tullamore called Jenny's Kitchen. She said, we're forced to buy pre-made garbage instead of baking and cooking fresh products in the same kitchen. Small kitchens would be forced out of the industry. I know Jenna's kitchen. I, 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 I just wonder because. what's going on. It's pedantic, yeah. and that's yeah. that's my view of it. And and it appears that each different inspector has a different agenda. There's no consistency whatsoever. Yes. No, no. So and the problem? Yes, go on. No, sorry. please, you go on. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, I'm very exercised. About that's this. okay. I can um, understand why. I've, I've had men. I've had owners, men and women, crying uh, with me over this because they. There are so many inspectors in our industry. Uh, I think people outside the industry don't understand this, uh, that there are a myriad inspectors and owners are so stressed trying to uh, keep in line with all of the regulations. It's my opinion, it's a discussion for another day, but it's my opinion that the industry is so overregulated that it almost makes it impossible to run a restaurant or cafe. Uh, But the problem is that each individual environmental health, and let me say there are lots of environmental health officers who are very supportive, so I need need to say that, but there are enough environmental health officers really stressing owners out to make it a big issue. And this drive towards pushing people to stop preparing fresh, locally sourced, quality products in the kitchen is, to me, is the most worrying thing of all. And was there a time it wasn't like this, that it, as, as you say, it, it wasn't so overregulated? It was. Uh, there was, but I think it's quite some time ago. Like, I grew up in a business and we had a pub, we did pub food, and I ran that uh, that part of the business for a number of years myself. And at that time, uh, there wasn't the same regulation. We simply couldn't have done... Uh, my, my mother cooked food and she was an extraordinary cook, and she did just a very simple short menu, but I'm sure we couldn't do now what we did then. Um, so, uh, yes, there was a time. I, I don't know whether there's a certain sort of paranoia over bacteria going on. Again, I could be completely wrong, but i just love to know what's going on. What, what is what is this, particularly with baking? Like, if you think about it, baking is a very low-risk product. Yeah. And, you know, uh, 
I just don't understand why somebody can't bake their own products. Actually, just to put this into context, the thing that kicked this off for me and tipped me over the edge completely was the the lady in down, you know, in west west of your own county there was a lovely cafe and uh, her friend had a food truck and they've stopped him making his own burgers. So there were a number of comments on the Instagram feed around, you know, why did that happen? There must have been something why they stopped him. So she she texted me last night to say, apparently he was weighing on an industrial steel countertop that's used for service later in the evening. Obviously, it's thoroughly cleaned, and they said he could continue to prepare his fish there. So it really makes no sense. Mm-hmm. They did the same to another food truck last year, and their prep space was very big, as it was more like two large containers rather than a truck. It seems that this particular EHO's pet peeve is handling raw meat. Mm-hmm. So each of the people who's contacted me has said, my particular EHO has a pet peeve. So, and and the other thing that um, upsets me so much, I remember, I, this is vividly in my memory, I had I was working with a place up in, do you know what, I can't even remember what county it was in, but there was a lady there and she was clearly terribly stressed and terribly overworked and she had been forced to build an extension onto the kitchen to move fridges from a perfectly legitimate place to another place because the environmental health officer didn't like where they were. Now, it was perfectly legitimate, and I know because I, I, you know, I saw where they were. And the EHO said to her, she said, you know what, I think you might be just over the hill, you need to retire. And that's why mm. I highlighted the disrespect that's wow. been shown to business owners. It is it's shameful and you know having grown up in a business and dealing with businesses all the time people take risks to open a business they uh, put their financial you know financial Mm -hmm. well-being on the line they work day and night to make it work they're creating jobs yeah they're creating employment they're adding to their communities they're often creating something extraordinary in the community was where people, you know, w- will use it as a place to gather and to meet friends. I don't know. I'm I'm terribly cross about it. As yeah. you can gather, well, I, of course, <laughs> and rightly so. Rightly so. And it's it's hard to believe that restaurants are not even being allowed to catch their breath after the pandemic. Pandemic, when you consider yes. so many restaurants and food outlets, popular, very popular, personalised food outlets have have gone under as a result of the, the two and a half years of the pandemic. Can I just ask you, Barbara, or Blanis, the, 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 the number of cases in very popular restaurants and very well-established, very famous and awarded restaurants of things like Listeria, Salmonella, E. coli, it's practically non-existent. Yes. And, 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 but, but that comes down to... That comes down to... The, the thoroughness that goes on within that business and not by, not by these sudden almost swoop inspections by the health inspectors. It's the conscientiousness of the chefs and the owners of the restaurants that keep them so popular and so clean. Yes. So, what, what, yes. what, like, is, can somebody stand up to these people collectively, a group of you get together and say, look, we've had enough. You can't keep, you know, you can't keep damning us like this. Uh, well, I hope so. Um, I suppose I'm in the I'm in the position where I don't own a restaurant at the moment, so I'm not one of those people who's terrified to say who I am in case they come down on me like a ton of bricks. And to you know, to even consider that there are government paid 
agencies that terrify the life and soul out of business owners is in itself shameful. Mm. So uh, I do know that people, uh, there's a chap here, what did he say? Um, Right now he said something here. If you're brave enough to challenge a decision, they literally try to get a different problem. So, because I say to to owners, um, you know, uh, you can challenge them. So, I have the Food Safety Authority of Ireland website open here on my computer. And there is a frequently asked questions part in it, which would make for very interesting reading for food owners. Mm. Uh, So, so it gives the, the guidelines on various things. But I, I think the only thing that's been consistent about environmental health officers over the years is how inconsistent they are. Right. And it's not fair. And they come in and I remember another restaurant here in Kilkenny. She has a place. She's been in business for 40 years. Wonderful lady. And um, I won't I won't mention the, mm. the way she described her environmental health officer, but she said she wasn't sleeping at nighttime because of the way this person was coming in and intimidating her and frightening her. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I okay. just don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Blonnet, and uh, I wish you well. And I'm sure this will resonate with so many restaurateurs around Cork and West Cork. We'll hopefully get some reactions from that. Nice of you to yeah, join I'm us. I'm very this grateful for the for the time, uh, Garrett. Thank you for calling me. Thank, thank you. Thank nice you. to talk now. to you, Blonnet Bergen, there, who runs Bye. the business of food. Uh, ie. Uh, if if you are a restaurateur, if you work in a restaurant and you've experienced similar, um, the kind of instilling terror thing that seems to be going on. Give us a shout. You can WhatsApp us or text us 83 396 or you can email us opinion at 96fm.ie. Corks 96FM.